Hello, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Get Off My Lawn. I'm your host, Eric Buckner, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about using your voice for the power within it. In other words, let your voice be heard on November 3rd, because once again, election season is coming and it's time to vote. Now, this podcast addresses the one most important question of all. Why should I vote? Why does my vote matter? It does, people. It really does. And today, hopefully, in my explanation, you'll gain an understanding of not only why you should vote, but why you should always vote from this point forward. Hopefully, I will get through to some of you who just don't see the sense in it. Because it really does make sense when you break it down the way I hopefully will try to break it down to you today. Now, let's look at a few statistics as we start this thing off. You know, I like to throw my stats in it, of course. Remember, there's over 330 million of us here in the United States right now. And when you, of course, take out the people who are not old enough to vote or are incarcerated and thusly cannot vote for that reason... There's still well over 225 million people eligible to vote here in the United States. Now, one of the popular PSAs that's been airing lately, particularly during the uh, athletic contest, is those that are being shown by the NFL, where they point out, because of course it's true, that in the 2016 presidential election, only 60% of us actually voted only 60 percent and in the end we got the results that we have now think about this if most of us would have actually voted the outcome probably would have came out way different in other words there'd be somebody different in the white house right now i will safely assume that but what has happened happened And it has affected many things. And it will affect even more things if we leave it at status quo. Now, I could at this point get into why you should not vote for him. You know who him is, the leader. We're not even going to have that part of the discussion today. That particular instant and point is so special to me. I think I will do my own separate podcast later on this week detailing 10 reasons why you should not vote for him. So we're not even going to get into that. I just need you to understand why your vote actually matters in the first place. Because when you vote in an election, you have to remember three things. One, you're not voting for one specific thing or one specific office. When you get your ballot, there's more than one thing on that ballot. And we will address some of those. But also, you have to remember, your vote also does not just represent you. You as a representative and a citizen of these United States, vote counts for what you feel. What you feel is the best direction to go in in terms of our electorate as well as who you feel will do the best job in representing your thoughts, opinions, 
and what you feel should happen on this side of the planet. And you also represent the family members and the community around you as well when you cast your vote. Keep that in mind as well. Now, this being a presidential election vote, of course, the main thing we are voting on is the president. And let's keep in mind, people, the president is not a king. He's not a dictator as well, again, we're not going to get into him today. But no, this person represents the country. In other words, when most other countries look upon us and ask who's in charge over there, this is the outward person that they see. Whether or not they fully understand the powers that he may exercise, they look at that person as the leader of our country. So you have to keep that in mind as you make your choice for president that this person represents us. He is the CEO of this USA corporation. Now, another reason why who is perceived as the head man in charge is important because he does have certain powers that does directly or indirectly affect what happens to you. Remember, as president, one of the first jobs that that person entails, usually even before they get inaugurated, is coming up with a staff that will help him make decisions in regards to our country. So that person who is president also gets to pick his chief of staff. In other words, the person in charge of all the other staff that run the White House. He picks the secretaries of certain cabinets such as the secretary of defense so you will want that person who he picks to have some knowledge of the military and who will run it in a way to where the first stupid conflict that america gets into doesn't lead to a full-scale world war three that person who is the president also gets to pick the secretary of state who goes around to the various countries to represent our interests and find out the interests of other people in other countries and report them back to the president. You will want that person to have some idea of how to deal with diplomacy and deal with certain leaders one way and deal with the other ones, but always deal with them in a way that is proper and represents our country fully. You don't want that person to just be any old body or somebody that uh bought their way in or... uh as a personal friend of the friend of the president, that's usually not the way to go about that. Though oftentimes these things happen. Secretary of Education is somebody also picked to be on the president's cabinet. You definitely want that person to have the interest of the full student bodies. Not just the smart kids that live in suburban America or the uh, purple of just a certain shade or color that go to school. They must represent all the school districts and all the uh, schools and the policies that they implement must be good for them all. That person can't just be any old blockhead that doesn't have a good understanding of how school system works. Just somebody that you bring off the street or like I said, 
contributed a certain amount of money to your campaign, that person needs to know what the hell they're doing. Um, agriculture and health and human services and the person that's the uh, people that are in charge of certain agencies such as the CDC and things of that nature. Those people are appointed by the president and can be hired and fired by the president. So you definitely would want people that have the people's interests in mind and not basically want to kiss the president's behind. They actually work for us because the president should be working for us. Not for his own special interests and just his kids and what have you. So any old body cannot be president. It is definitely important that the person that you choose to be in charge of our country has our countries and all of our country, not just the people of that ilk or that person's race or religion in mind and how the country works. Now, they also pick the vice president. And some would say that the vice president does not have a significant role. It's even more of a figurehead than the president himself, but not always the case. If properly used, that person can have a huge influence on what happens. One of the things that I like that uh, Mr. Biden has pointed out is that he always wanted to be the last person in the room to consult the president when a major decision needs to be made. And he chose his vice president based on that principle. I hope that is the case because in the end, when all is said and done, it may simply be down to that person's opinion as to whether or not the president does certain things. So, yes, it is important that when we choose the leader of the corporation, that that person has the best interest of all people in mind. Now, keep in mind, like I said, it is a presidential year, true enough, but there are also other things on the ballot that you need to consider when you vote. You're not voting on just president people when you go to vote, you know. You also vote for your Congress people. And that vote might arguably be even more important than voting for the president. Because keep in mind, when you vote for the president and he, in his infinite wisdom, decides to do something off the chain or crazy... The Congress is the one who has the ultimate check and balance to hold him in check in the event that he goes too far or he attempts to do something that's not in his jurisdiction. Because if that president had that type of power, particularly the president we have at the moment, as bad as things are now, it could have got way worse. Because some of the ideas that this particular individual has. Okay, again. We'll talk about him later. Back to this Congress thing. Congress are the people that we have put in charge to come up with the laws that we need to help govern things. Because keep in mind, we are not in a perfect union here, people. Part of Congress job is to simply look at what laws we have on the books, look at where we are in our environment and determine whether or not those things need to be left as is or changed or tweaked to help with whatever's going on now. 
So keep in mind as you sit here and now suddenly where you were basically getting by on what was determined to be a good amount of money through the initial pandemic relief fund. And now we don't have that money to work with. Think about the fact that if we had certain people in office right now that would have agreed with the House of Representatives when they passed the HEROES Act in late April, that perhaps we would not be having these struggles now, months later, because they in turn would have passed it in the Senate and in turn it would now be law to where the $600 of pandemic money to help boost the unemployment would still be in play. And now you don't have to determine, okay, do I jeopardize myself by going out into the workforce and hopefully not get COVID and die? Or do I just try to ride it out with what I got and hope that Congress ultimately does the right thing and looks out for me? These are things that you need to consider as it's time to have your vote. So if your congressperson that represents you was not with it and did not approve this message, but you know you did, is that person representing what you want done? If not, perhaps it's time for a change. That change can be made by simply filling out that spot where it says congressperson and change it from the one that's in there now to the person that's not. Hoping that that person actually will represent what your vote would be if you yourself can go vote. Because remember, that person actually stands up as if you and saying, okay, my constituents would want me to do ABC. In an ideal world, that's what your congressperson should represent. Not always the case because, of course, of lobbyists and the big money folks and all that. Let's not get that deep into it. Let's just assume that that congressperson is actually going to do their actual job for you and do what needs to be done for us, the people. Because we appoint these people through our vote. We pay these people through our taxes and other monies. We are the ones that make them go so they in turn help us in return. That's how it's supposed to go. An ideal democracy based on how I learned it to be. Anyway, also keep in mind, this becomes an issue in situations like this, where as we look at the unfortunate passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace, Notorious RBG, that now they are in charge of the process of picking, of course, after being appointed by the president, another important reason why you have to be careful who the president is, a Supreme Court justice to replace her. Keep in mind, there's been two Supreme Court justices already picked in this four-year span of presidency, and this would make a third. There are only nine justices. If you get to pick three, and they all think like you do, when it comes time to overturn certain laws, like, say, Obamacare or the right to abortion, and these people think as you do and don't want it, when the time comes, you assume that these people will do your bidding and make these laws no longer void and accurate. That's why it's extremely important that you pick the right people for president and for Congress because they in turn influence who becomes the justices that in turn 
guard that part of the checks and balances of our government. Because remember, our governor is set up three ways. The presidential, the legislative, and the judicial branch. And all of these are supposed to work in coordination with each other to determine a checks and balance to where if one branch goes too far, these two branches in turn reins it back down to where we're still going by the initial framework of the Constitution. But again, the way it's all set up, we are the people who choose these people. And let's just look at the fact that in this last election, the person that received the majority of our vote, a person not named the leader. Again, you know I'm not saying that man's name. You know I'm not. That person in an ideal democracy where the majority rules should be in charge right now. But because we have something called the Electoral College and the way it is set up, and keep in mind that was primarily designed because certain places at the time in which it was created had more of the population than others, and they all wanted to make a way to where each particular state had a equal vote and everything, and that's how they worked it out. That in turn led to that being created, and that is how this present leader is presently the leader of the United States. Most of us in that last election, at least three million more of us that didn't, did not approve that message. But because of how the Electoral College is set up, he is now president. This is something that can be adjusted with the right people in Congress so that that can no longer be how we establish the law, that we can go to something that makes more sense in this day and age of 2020. Where, yes, the majority of people do live in urban areas. And yes, the people that do not still need to be represented all the same. But in the same token, those people the one percenters and whatnot should not be able to dictate what we, the people do so much and electoral college is one way they are able to do so. These things need to be changed. And if we put the right people in possession of the power to do so, these things can happen. Also, let's look at how the pandemic's been dealt with. Let's look at the black lives matter movement. Let's look at some of these police, uh, some of these police incidents and how they're being dealt with. If you have certain people in charge, they're dealt with one way. If you have other people in charge, they're dealt with differently. Look at how each individual case is being dealt with from city to city and state to state. Part of that comes from who we the people have voted into people in the place in our cities and states. Yet another reason why we need to vote. Think about it. We are in charge of voting for who's in charge of us. So when we vote for the governor of our state and that governor in turn decides, as our governor did, that COVID is real and we need to deal with it very appropriately and shut everything down and slowly open things back up. So that less and less people get sick and die from this. Or you have a governor who is more concerned about how much money his state 
is not making, how much money he's not making, how much money the president doesn't see them making. And he bases his opinions on that as opposed to health of the individuals in the state. So that, yes, we leave mostly everything open and we only shut everything down once it is proceed. That's the best way to go. But as soon as we can, we open everything back up. And if people get sick and die, oh, well, these are the decisions that's being made from state to state. This is the United States of America, but we are not united. And part of the reason we are not is because of the leader, but also because of the individuals who are running the individual states are also not united in how they think. These people, some of them are up for election on November 3rd. So if you're not liking how your state's being ran right now, that's something you need to consider when it's time to go vote and make that choice known that, no, I'm not approving this message. I would like this person instead. And yes, as you vote for individuals, you can only hope that they are the type of people who will look upon whatever situation and consider all people, all people, again, regardless of color, regardless of creed, gender, sexual orientation, what have you. When you are a public official in charge of a state, just like if you are a person who works in a restaurant and you're in charge of the restaurant. No, you may not like all your employees, but it's still your job to contend with each one the same or at least as close to the same as possible. Because that is the ideal way that your business should be ran. There should not be this, okay, well, this person gets this treatment, but this person gets that treatment. Yes, there are people who are above each other in terms of superiors and whatnot, so that that person may not necessarily have to answer to basic person A, B, C, but in the same token, the general rule of thumb for each individual place should be the same or at least based upon what situation has taken place. Now, again, going back to why you should vote, it is extremely important, particularly when you get down to the local level, because ultimately that's what affects most people's day to day. What happens locally so that, for instance, you have a situation where like when you're here in Detroit and you vote for mayor and the mayor of Detroit has in turn implemented certain things that are for your benefit. For example, our mayor has done a good job, I feel, during the pandemic with allocating resources to help people out who are struggling to pay their rent, who are struggling to get certain services done, who, hell, who are struggling just to get from place to place when it came to testing and things of that nature. He made certain transportation available for people to go get tested to find out. We were one of the first people to get the rapid testing to where we could test people and find out the same day whether or not they had COVID. He played a part in getting that testing here and implementing it in a way that was most helpful by using it for first responders and police and whatnot so that they could continue to be tested and stay on the streets to help with everything else that's going on. He is the person who has came up with a plan 
just recently to where he will pay citizens to help the city officials clean out our alleys. So that in turn will help us with uh, getting rid of some of the blight and some of the unsightly things that's making our city look so grotesque at times. He is putting forth plans in place where you as a person who looks to work for the city can get training by the city to learn things such as how to use a forklift or how to do basic uh, repair or construction. And then in turn use those skills to get jobs where he has said that most of these jobs that's in the city working for city should be for city residents and that he has implemented to where okay this job if you want to have this type of tax break you must make sure that the majority of people that work for this corporation here in the city are detroit residents not just people from out of town and what have you he has pushed for having more people in uh our police departments and fire departments being people who actually live here in the city this is the type of leader that you would want in your particular place. So, yes, when it comes time to vote for him and he chooses to run again, yes. Based on what I've seen so far, I would approve that message. But I have to make that choice known. I can't just sit by and decide, okay, well, I'll let everybody else vote and whatever they decide is fine. Because remember, when you choose not to vote whether you call it a vote of no confidence as some of my uh courts have called it or you choose to say my vote doesn't matter whatever happens after that not only have you shown no control over it but in the end you should have no say so over it as well because you went with whatever everybody else felt like so whatever happens happens and in the end because you did not use your say-so, you should not have say-so. Just shut up about it. Be quiet. Shh. Because you have the opportunity now to speak up. And you need to do so. Because some way, shape, or form, and some part of your day, whether you are a multi-million billionaire or a person making basic minimum wage or hell, even a homeless person, these people that we have appointed have some type of say-so in how your life is lived. Think about it. There's a mass ordinance here in Michigan. Not true of every state. You may hate to wear your mask. You may think it's stupid. You may think people are going to get sick anyway, whatever the hell you feel. Bottom line is, if you did not approve Governor Whitmer and how she dealt with it when it's time for her to get reelected and you don't approve that message you are within your rights to go in the bone booth and vote her out no because when stuff like that comes up again I want somebody that's going to see it my way and remember no you're not going to get your way all the time there are so many people I've heard in my circle of people that will open their mouth to say, well, when we voted for President Obama, what did he do for us? And usually those us people are people of color that say that. Well, what I say to you is this. What help did you give him? 
Yeah, you voted in, but when it came time to vote for Congress, did you do that too? When it came time to vote on certain regulations and whatnot, did you help out with that? Or did you just vote him in and figured he was just going to be super fucking man and pick up this magic wand and abakazan abakazoo, reparations and no slavery for you? No, people, that's not how government works. And I understand because of our failed educational system, some people just don't know how government works. Or some people just didn't take the time on Saturday morning to actually listen to Schoolhouse Rock when we grew up and understand what they were really saying when they played I'm Just a Bell and all the other great little cartoons. They didn't get it. But get it now. In this day and age of internet and news outlets up to Wazuli, educate yourself on these people and what they're doing. And what they're saying they want to do. Hold them accountable for what they said they're going to do once they get in office. And if they're not doing what you need them to do, they're not fully representing what you represent, you should be in your full right to vote that ass up out of there. Because again, they are supposed to represent us. When you vote, you not vote for just self. You vote for all around you. You're saying that I feel A, B, C, D, E, F people will best represent what we the people should do. So please remember, when you vote, you're not just voting for you. You're voting for all the people around you as well. When you look at your vote and you selfishly look at it as, okay, well, I don't want to vote. That's my choice. That's my decision. No, you're saying... As far as I'm concerned, you don't care about anybody else but yourself. You're being selfish by not voting. That's what I'm trying to get here. And again, when you look at that ballot, you're not always just voting on people. You're voting on certain ordinances and practices as well. Think about it. A few years back, when they had on the ballot... Whether or not we wanted to legalize marijuana. In order to even get to that point, the people who were in the Senate fought for years to just get to a point where we can get people to go out on the streets and get enough signatures to determine whether or not that's what the people wanted. And once we finally got those signatures, then they had to determine through battles back and forth in the state conferences whether or not to even put it on the ballot to go to a vote. And then finally, when they did so, it was voted in. About 60-40. So yeah, there's enough votes to get it done. But clearly, a good segment of the population did not want legalized marijuana here in Michigan. For various reasons. That's a podcast we will do one day about that. I got some thoughts. But nonetheless, the thing is, now that it is legal here in Michigan, there were still certain cities and uh, places who did not want marijuana sold in that city or region. So their representatives in city council or however your particular city worked, 
voted on whether or not they would have people sell that in that city or state and several cities opted out of it so that yeah it's legal for you the citizen to do so but no you will not be selling it here you will not be buying it here but some cities opted to do so Detroit being one of them but one of the things I liked about the city's ordinance in regards to that is that they would only approve a certain amount of applications for those people outside of the city to sell marijuana here the majority of those applications for people who wanted to open a dispensary here in Detroit needed to go to people who are actual residents of Detroit so that when they come here and benefit from our citizens, that money still goes back into the city itself. That is a good ruling by good rulers and good people that we have appointed to be in charge of what we feel should be done. Those are the types of leaders and leaderships that we should be seeking out when we do vote. But again, if you choose to be part of that 40% again that chose not to vote at all because you did not like your choice for president or any other uh, person on the ballot, Remember, that ballot has more than one slot. There's more than one thing to vote for. And more than one place is affected by you not voting, just like more than one place is affected by you voting at all. So please keep these things in mind as November 3rd comes. And remember, because of the pandemic and COVID-19, things are set up differently this year. So that you can go and actually go, for example, here is michigan.gov slash vote and look to order an absentee ballot that can be sent to your home, filled out, and turned in up into the actual day of the election. So that you don't have to go to the polling place and risk being sick. You can actually take that ballot and mail it in or take it to a certain spot that will be designated for them to collect that ballot from you. And then you can, in turn, through Michigan.gov, track your ballot to make sure it goes to the proper place to be counted. I myself are going to vote in person because I don't want to risk any of that. Because, yeah, there's already certain things being said about what might happen to your ballot if you are mailing it. And another thing that's been pointed out this week here is that if you find for whatever reason, as you try to go register to vote or get a ballot, what have you, there are some hokey pokey things that come up and you're not able to do it. Please get in contact with your local or state officials in charge of voting and let them know that you think your vote is being suppressed for whatever reason. I don't think that'd be as much of a problem here in Michigan, but in some of the southern states that might cross these airwaves, I know that's been problems in the past, particularly in places like Georgia and Florida, where election season always seems to come up with some funky results for whatever reason. 
please seek out the people that can help you to make sure that when election day comes, you are able to vote without there being any impediments to it. Because based on what's going on in the world right now, it is so, so important to have leaders and leadership that will lead us in the proper direction as we try to figure out life during COVID-19 and more importantly, after COVID-19. Because it's going to be rough for a while. How rough may very well depend on who's in charge and who has say so over what happened. So this people, this is why you must make your voice heard and get out there and vote. And if you still don't see it after this, I myself don't know what else to say. So this ends another episode of Get Off My Lawn. Thank you as always for listening. If you have any comments or concerns or difference of opinion even, there is my Facebook Get Off My Lawn page where you can Address those concerns directly to me or the group. Again, that's the Get Off My Lawn page. One, two, three exclamation points on Facebook. Until next time, people, I thank you. And as always, do your research. Like I said, I can tell you whatever. But usually, there's some checks and balances even with me. Look up some of the stuff I said about the boat. Figure it out for yourself. Until next time, I'll see you.